0: You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning,
1: people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad.
0: Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Guys, today's episode has to be one of my all-time favorites. I'm sitting down with the points guy himself, the founder of the points guy, Brian Kelly. And if you've ever traveled, or if you're a travel geek like me, or want to learn how to get that upgrade, how to maximize those points, or what even great luggage to buy, Brian is going to hook you up. I swear this should be like a paid episode for how much info he gave, and I recorded two pages of notes. So grab your notebook, grab a cup of coffee, and here is Brian Kelly. I'm very honored to have the points guy on my show today. This is a big deal for me. I'm a travel geek.
1: <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, 10 being an expert, how good are you with your points?
0: Well, that's why I'm so excited to have you because I need to get to the bo- I feel like COVID had me, had me in a bit of a funk because I was not traveling as much or not spending as much on certain cards. By the way, you're from, are you from Bucks County, Pennsylvania?
1: I am, yeah. I went to CB East High School.
0: I'm from Chester County, so we're a county away. I'm from Westchester.
1: Oh, get out. Yeah, I still actually, so I grew up there. I have a, I split my time now. I live on a a horse farm in New Hope and then spend a lot of time in New York as well.
0: Oh my gosh, we're very similar, except I have less points than you. I have a little place um, up in the Catskills and I split my time between there and here, um, but New Hope's hot. But I'm so happy to have you. I would say I'm like a five on the point scale to answer your question. Okay, good.
1: Well, I, I appreciate your honesty. I'm glad we're not working with the one, but we're we're gonna get you up in that upper quadrant today.
0: <laughs> totally. I was so excited to, I mean, you're kind of like um, you know, a myth to to many people on social media because your company started, which I never realized as a Google Sheet. Is that right? Like back in the day, before your blog even?
1: Yeah, before I started the blog, so I was working at Morgan Stanley, I wanted a side hustle, uh, because I wanted to make money. And I've always been just really good with points. So my ex at the time was like, you should just charge people to book trips for them using points. So it was actually the pointsguy.com in April of 2011 was just a form. You would put in I have all these points, I want to go to Paris. And I would respond back and be like, yeah, I can help you, you know, PayPal me $50 a ticket. And here's how to book it using your points." So I was basically a points travel agent. And then it was June of 2011 where my friend said, hey, you should start blogging because people naturally searching, how do I use my Amex points, et cetera? Well, like, that'll be your way to get clients. So originally, I was a points travel agent uh, and then pivoted in 2011 when I realized that the credit card game and make you know, all the money to be made was in credit cards and that the credit card companies had huge amounts of money that they wanted to put into affiliate marketing. So kind of right time, right place.
0: And now, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you've got offices all over the place, hundreds of employees, um, massive platform. What? And I think you're also, what, like 50% women working in your company, which is amazing? Because a lot of yeah, people we, think it's a bunch of guys behind yeah. the points, Guy. But you have such a great team of amazing, strong women at your brand.
1: Yeah, we've got over 130 employees. We actually now are the top red travel uh website and i love you know it's kind of surreal to me i love the uh travel and leisures of the world but now digitally we get you know we had uh, almost 13 million visitors last month so when you think about it that's just the site we've got newsletters with millions of subscribers and social media youtube so we touch a lot of people in a year and it's just so crazy wow. to think it started off as just me 12 years ago and now you know we're just continuing to uh To grow. We've even got an app now. The Point Sky app is free. It gives you all your net worth and points and helps you actually make sure you're spending on your credit cards wisely. So make sure you download that.
0: I need to download that app. I'm going to download it as we're talking. Um, You know, one thing I thought it was really timely to have you on, because I just booked a trip through Europe. I usually go to London for work and pleasure every October, November. And this year I've got a wedding in... Barcelona, and I've got friends in Zurich, and I've never been to a few other places. So, we're just going to make a whole thing of it. So, I figured it was timely to have you on because at the same time I was booking this travel, I feel like there's this new um, influx of social content, particularly on TikTok, of people being like, Here's how I flew on Emirates, bloop, bloop, peep, in a <laughs> lie flat showered, filled house to for one dollar, and I was like, "Man, I'm constantly being hit with this content. I need to get the yep. real guy on this show to see how people travel like a celebrity." What are some? What are some like layman's tips and tricks to the average Joe listening of how they could get themselves closer to that experience of flying in a live flat bed for the first time, or not paying for a ticket, yep. or you know, some of your kind of like. Your your Cliff's notes must dos. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So when it comes to credit card points, so say you've got Amex or Chase points, right? There's two ways to redeem those points for flights. Simply put, one you can book it through mm-hmm. Amex Travel. A thousand dollar flight will cost you a hundred thousand points, more or less. Some fluctuations around a cent per point. Chase, you get a little bit more value with the Reserve card. Now the joy and how those people get those hacks is by transferring your points to airline partners, and in your case, going to Switzerland and, and Zurich. What so say you have Amex points? You know, uh, you could transfer as little as 60,000 Amex points to Aeroplan, which is Air Canada Starlines Carrier, and then book Swiss Airlines business class one way. So 60,000 points would have been a $600 ticket. That's getting you coach if you're lucky. But transferring those 60,000 is a one-way business class ticket. So that's a $2,000 ticket. So that's how you kind of win at the points game is by – you know, flying JFK to Milan on Emirates, it's like 85,000 points one way for first class where you get to take that shower. Um, so transferring points wow. to airlines is where you can get the most value. It takes some time. It takes a little bit learning how to look up for award space, being a little savvy, flexible, but that's where you get the most value um, out of redeeming your points.
0: By the way, the fact that you just rattled all that off, like I've told you maybe two places I'm going, you're like, you're going to fly boop-da-boop boop, to this, to that. I mean, <laughs> God, you really know your stuff. I mean, so where does that interlock with um, airline loyalty? Because I'm like a Delta guy. I always have been. I love my Delta fam. fly to and from LA all the time. I always get my good upgrade. Uh, for people that maybe are casual flyers, would you recommend A first sign up for loyalty programs and then combine it with what you just talked about or those things live in their own worlds?
1: They live in their own world. So you could be the and Delta's an amazing airline. Uh, They just won the Points Guys Best Airline Awards for four years in a row. Great customer service, you know. Mm. However, not every airline's the best for everything. So, Delta isn't great when it comes to redeeming miles. So, you may look when you go to Delta.com and search for New York to Barcelona, you may be hit with 300,000 miles one way, right? I just talked about getting Emirates first class for 85. So, Delta. You know, right. bless them; they're very successful, but they charge a lot. And they're only giving you business class. So points nerds will say you can fly Delta. But what you're instead of just putting all of your credit card spent on that Delta credit card, what you're doing there is putting all your miles in the Delta basket. And that's Not really advisable Mm -hmm. because when you want to fly Emirates on that JFK Milan, you cannot use Delta miles to fly Emirates and you cannot transfer them. So that's a key thing people need to understand. What you Mm -hmm. want to do is spend on credit cards that give you points. We call them transferable points programs. So that's Amex uh, Mm -hmm. membership rewards, Chase Ultimate rewards, a Sapphire card, Capital One Venture. And one of the newest cards is Built Rewards. And Built is the first credit card you earn points on rent. So anyone renting out there, if you're writing a check, you're losing out on points. Built gives you up to 50,000 points a year for free, no fees. And they'll even cut a check to your landlord.
0: I just heard about this on TikTok. That's B-I-L-T, right? Built, the Built card?
1: Yeah, It's amazing. I actually helped them. I thought it was a crazy idea when they came to me. I helped advise them on building it. But we actually figured out a way where MasterCard allows. uh, And when you put your rent on a credit card, granted, it pulls from your bank accounts, you're never going to go into debt, but it actually increases your credit score. Um, And what people should understand with the whole credit card game is In order to win with points, you must be paying your bills off in full every month because if you're getting hit with 20% APR, which is kind of standard on a lot of these cards, you're negating the value of any of these points. So uh, I do not recommend anyone who's in debt to open up more cards because it's like quicksand, but if you are uh, able to spend responsibly, stay within your limits – Spending on credit cards, always put expenses on credit cards and then pay them off right away. So you can reap those valuable points and then you don't get hit with any interest or fees.
0: What are your thoughts completely unrelated or while we're on the topic of credit cards on this Apple credit card,
1: this Apple card that lives in
0: your wallet? Do you have one?
1: I don't have an Apple card. Uh, I think, I don't think the rewards are that great uh, overall. I think if you want cash back, there are better cards to get. I do give them credit for the simplicity of it and how easy it is to get a you know proof for it, but uh, it's not for me.
0: Yeah, total. Amex is where it's at, especially for the travel. Now, what about when it comes to the hotel space? Like, what if you're looking to just kit out this whole trip, you and your partner? Can you f- have the same success with hotels that you do with all of your great point hacking with airlines?
1: Absolutely, and a lot of those uh, credit card companies, Chase specifically. If you've got a Chase Sapphire card, you can transfer points uh, to uh, to you can transfer to Marriott and uh, IHG, but Hyatt is where it's at. So Hyatt hotels generally require a lot less points. You know, if you're and Hyatt now is partners with small luxury hotels, which has beautiful little boutique properties all across Europe. And that's what people don't realize that, like, you know, mm. we fixate so much on flights and yes, flight prices are up, but you know, the flight's just one small piece of the trip. The hotels can be crazy expensive these days, especially in cities like Paris or Zurich. Zurich is beautiful, but Park Hyatt at Zurich is amazing. And you could transfer chase points for, you know, to, to stay there. 30,000 points could get you a, over a thousand dollar a night hotel. That's over three cents per point in value. Um, and mind you, with the Chase card, you can yep. be earning three points per dollar on all your travel and dining. So think about that. If you're going to get three cents per point in value mm-hmm. and you're earning three, you're earning like a 9% rebate on your travel and dining spend towards travel, that's crazy. That's better than any cashback card will ever get you. And that's why people are so into the points game where if you know how to leverage and you know how to use these transfer partners, that's when it opens up a world of savings. If this all sounds confusing to you, at a very minimum, make sure you do have a cash back credit card, um, and the, the city double cash is kind of the gold standard. Yeah. It's two percent back, no annual fee, and it's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, I was just—I'm glad you brought that up because it is. I think for a lot of people, like I'm um, big in my Amex game. You know, ever my first gateway drug of all of this was when I stayed at the Park Hyatt, I think, in Paris. For free and was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. This is amazing. I got to go down this rabbit hole. Um, But for someone who's just kind of getting started, they're trying to be financially responsible. They're worried about paying off everything on time. Is that your recommendation? You know, like paying off an Amex bill um, all at once just to get points. Do you think the city, the city card that you just mentioned is probably the best?
1: Yeah, you can, as a starter card, I would recommend start small, make sure that, and don't get a big annual fee. In general, though, once you are able, you know, you have the credit, absolutely. The best credit cards out there are, you know, Amex Gold, which gives four points per dollar on all dining and groceries, which is what we all spend a lot on. Um, We all eat. So, you know, getting cards that... uh, aligned to what you're spending money on. But Amex cards, a lot of them are charge cards. So gold, platinum, you must pay that in full every month or else you're going to be nailed with interest. So do not get an Amex charge card if you can't pay it off in yep. full every month. If you want to start small, you know if you if you totally. have iffy credit, which is fine. Actually, the, the thing people don't realize is your credit score goes up. They're, the biggest two main factors are paying on time and the amount of available credit you have to the debt. So the more available credit you have, so the more credit lines you have available that you're not using and paying off in full every month, your score actually goes up. Um, and so by getting like a Discover card, you know, which generally is a lower credit profile, get in there, pay your bills every month, keep the balance low, your score will get up. And then once you get to around 680-700 on your FICO, that's when you can the door's open to pretty much all major credit cards um so also i think on the no annual fee cards the chase freedom flex is a great one and the cool thing about the chase freedom card is it's cash back you earn these points but if you don't use them what happens is down the line when you get a chase sapphire card which is kind of the gold standard for travel you can take those freedom points which are cash back pull them up into your sapphire account and they become more valuable and then you can transfer them so you know, you can start with the chase freedom and then as time goes on, get the Sapphire and then those freedom points unlock and then you can transfer them to Hyatt to stay at that beautiful park high of Paris or Maldives.
0: Just so you know, I already have a page of notes. So everybody listening, you can Venmo me later for getting Brian on this podcast to give you all of this amazing information, or you can send him a note and thank him for all this great information. Um... Brian, talk to me a bit about, kind of unrelated, but everything's related in your world, the um, the upgrade game. Talk to me a little bit about that, like, juggle. I feel like it's gotten harder and harder to get these product up, you know, these upgrades on seats. Yeah. But I always have friends that pull it off. Is that all just through a, a loyalty thing? Are there any secrets to that that we should be yeah. clued in on?
1: Yeah, so there's kind of three instruments in which you can upgrade generally from coach, let's just say business class. So you can pay for it. A lot of airlines these days will discount it. When you log into your uh, account, um, it'll say, hey, buy up to first class or whatever at this price. Sometimes that is discounted. A lot of times that's just the difference in fare what you would have paid. Now, when you check in for a flight, a lot of airlines now are doing bidding. So you can bid for an upgrade. and you can always mm-hmm. like ask at the gate or, uh, you know, if you get, ever get bumped from a flight or take a later flight, so they'll give you money to switch to a later flight, but also always negotiate to get first class. Say, Hey, I'll take that bump to the next flight. And I trust me that the gate agent with the click of a button can put you in first class, but so many people forget to ask for it. Cause they're like, I just want the voucher. Right. But always negotiate for first class on the, you know, if you're helping right. them by taking another flight now, the other two ways to get upgraded one is just using frequent flyer miles. You don't need to be an elite frequent flyer, uh, but you have to purchase the right fare class. So, so many of us, what the biggest mistake people make is buying the wrong fare class. So, you may just buy the cheapest flight on American, but it's in a basic economy fare, which does not allow you to upgrade, you know, and it depends domestic, international, Caribbean. So, buy smartly. If you want to upgrade using miles or, you know, uh, your elite status, which I'll get to in a second, you got to buy the right fare classes. And sometimes buying like a $40 higher fare class is going to give you a lot more flexibility.
0: And that's for, that's like with the letters, like the K, the X, the Y, that's kind of the fair class.
1: Absolutely. Because so moving on to elite status. So if, if you or a friend has elite miles, so I'm a United 1K and I get what's called plus points. And plus points are instruments that allow me to upgrade myself or anyone I know uh, up either to premium economy or business class. Uh, but, and actually plus points are pretty, you can use them on most fares. But so if you have a friend who's a Delta Diamond that you know, wants to upgrade you, you may have to book a certain fare class to be eligible. Now, airlines like United and Delta and American, they actually allow you to search on their websites to see if there's upgrades available. For example, on United though, the normal website's not going to show you it. You have to go to advanced search and then search for upgrade tickets. And what it'll do is it'll show you is the upgrade available or is it waitlist. And ideally, what you want is to buy a ticket that has the upgrade available right away. So you buy the ticket, apply your miles, apply your friend's uh, upgrade instrument, and confirm it at booking. Because as you mentioned, you know airlines are selling out these days. Demand is up. People are paying. You know, it used to just be business travelers that were paying for first class. Now, like. Uh, leisure consumers are buying first class more than they ever have before. So, you know, the days of empty first class cabins because there were no business travelers during the pandemic, those are long gone. So you'd want to try to book, but simply put, upgrades are harder to get than they were in the past. And you kind of got to know what fair class. And at, at a minimum, if you're confused by this, always call the airline before you click purchase, call the airline and say, is this fair upgradable? Are there any mileage upgrades? And ask the agent, hey, can you scan a week or two? You know, if you're flexible in travel, see what days they have upgrades available. Um, Tuesdays and Saturdays are generally better for upgrades on a lot of routes because, you know, try to fly in the days where most people, The Thursday to Sundays, Monday, Thursday, those are all like really busy travel days. So you got to be flexible, but upgrades can be done. You can save a ton, uh, but you got to jump through a bunch of hoops
0: I always to tell a client like if someone is booking me for like an appearance or a tv thing uh and let's say it's a a big network and they're like oh we can do a premium economy I'm like it's all good and I'll tell my team just make sure they could make sure they book a fair class that is unlocked or quote upgradable so then I on my own can take care of that seat and get it to the fair class that I want if it's long haul and I want to lay down or something um which is good so people travel for work try to if someone else is paying for the ticket at least. Get the fare class that's upgradable.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And also, I'll just note like, also, a lot of times airlines have lie flat seats on routes, as you know, and certain planes are way better than others. So, uh, try to choose the flight. There might be an upgrade available on a flight that has a connection or has a recliner seat, but if you really want the best business class, always make sure you're flying on the best plane. And that's a big art of what I do, is trying to always choose the best airplanes. You know, the newer planes, the 787s, have acquired experience. So, you know, the the aircraft, even if you're flying in economy, choosing the right plane can make all the difference in the experience.
0: Well, I want to ask you something. Is there a way for me to, so the last two round trip flights to LA, so four legs total, I was on that janky ass old Delta 1 seat that had the, the iPad size screen and the whole, yeah. the, you know, the walls were yellow. They were so like cream colored. Uh, how, how do I make sure I don't? And then I text my friend. I said, I have the worst luck. I'm spending all of this money or wasting an upgrade. Why do I get the shittiest flight? How can I avoid that?
1: So I use uh seat guru uh, is a great site that'll tell you the aircraft. So when I'm looking at the flights and when I fly Delta to LA, always choose There's two different types of 767s. The 767-300 in general is that old, janky, the coffin seat. The 767-400 is the better one. That's the one with the big screen. There's only one or two a day. So that's why if your schedule is flexible, I think it's like the 10 a.m. flight leaving L.A., that experience is so much nicer than the old, tiny, you know, unrefurbished seat. So it's those nuances. If you're flying United to L.A., they have 787s, which are gorgeous. Or 757s, which you have a seatmate and it's and it's cramped and old seats. So choosing that right plane, and often the 787 has a bigger business class cabin, so it's actually easier to upgrade into than when you're flying a small, old, crappy plane.
0: What kind of, you mentioned earlier, um, it's funny, I went down such a rabbit hole during COVID because I was one of the people still traveling. And I was like, God, I love this. Lie flat everywhere. It's a third of the price. This is amazing. And, you know, it can't go backwards now, and tickets are back to normal. That was a trend then. What kind of travel trends are you seeing right now? You kind of alluded to people splurging. I think it's to share on Instagram, honestly, or TikTok that they're flying in a light flatbed. But what kind of trends are you seeing, like destinations and types of trips?
1: Yeah, I mean, people are traveling longer. I mean, I can't count how many friends, you know, in Europe this summer who took three and four week trips. I'm like, it's crazy. Because people now have much more flexible work environments. And I mean, I took much longer trips, to this summer to Europe as well, added on a you know, I travel quite a bit, but now I think the the flexible work environment, people are traveling longer. And you know, Europe, the US dollar now is stronger than the Euro, which is the first time in 20 years that's happened. So people also, you're gonna get more bang for your buck in Europe than if you're gonna go to Miami, where hotels are now nine hundred a thousand dollars in Miami Beach for most of the the average room rate's insane and you're getting horrible service or Hawaii. So I think people are now more comfortable traveling internationally. Most uh, restrictions have lifted. I know Asia is about to open up. Japan is doing a slow opening. China and Hong Kong will probably be a while, but I've got friends right now, multiple friends in Bali. Thailand's reopening. So I see the world as people are much more comfortable going further um, and staying longer when they travel. And right. people have so many miles and points saved up where people are splurging on on business class because you know with the airlines delayed cancellations yeah doing a flat bed is nice but the real joy of business class is a you're off the plane first b if something bad happens they take care of business in first class before anyone else and, and rebook them on the you know remaining flights you also get lounge access so if your flight's mm-hmm. delayed you're going to miss your connection Don't call the airline. In the lounge, those agents are like the best agents with the airline, so they can hook you up and rebook you much better than a phone agent. So trends are people are traveling more. Luckily, ticket prices are leveling out a little bit. But
0: What kind of... um, You just said how much traveling you do. I've got to imagine you are like a well-oiled machine when it comes to your travel, and I check out the site all the time to read your reviews on just about everything or articles. But what kind of like you know, let's say it's a standard trip with, a. uh, I don't know your ethos on checked bag versus not checked baggage, but let's say you have to check about ba- what, what are some essentials yeah. that you cannot not travel with?
1: Yeah. So checking a bag, I do check it. I'm six foot seven. I mean, I've got size 15 shoes. So even just bringing like one or two shoes, I, the carry on game is very difficult for like a long flight. <laughs> so, but if you're going to check a bag that right. says, you must, listen, everyone, you must put an Apple AirTag in your bag. And this is because airlines are going to lose your bag eventually. I flew first class this summer and had them lose it. So having an AirTag allows you to locate where your bag is. A lot of times the airlines will say, we don't know what airport it is. But when you have an AirTag, you can show them, no, no, honey, it's right here in Zurich Airport. And here's a picture of my bag. And of course, don't be don't Be patronizing. Be nice. But be firm, you can know where your bag is. And that dramatically helps you get your bag if and when it goes missing. Um, I also travel with, I have a Remova big salmon colored check bag. And people say that's so gaudy, but here's why that makes sense. Because when your bag goes missing and it's in a big storage facility, which the airlines just throw bags, you can show them a picture. And guess what? In a sea of black normal bags, when they can spot your bag, you're going to get your bag back much quicker. also, you must, everyone listening, you must have Global Entry. Global Entry is $100 for five years. A lot of credit cards will give it to you for free. Um, and Global Entry allows you to come back into the U.S. from abroad, literally three minutes max. You know, the immigration lines these days, my friends once had to wait three hours because they didn't have Global Entry. I'm telling you, the $100 oh. for five, for oh. five years, and it, and it also includes TSA pre check. <sighs> Which, you know, I, you gotta have pre-check going to the airport. I I would never leave home without TSA pre-check. But instead of spending eighty-five for pre-check, you pay hundred for global, which includes pre-check. And then I also have clear, which gets me yep. to the front of the pre-check line.
0: I was just gonna ask you your thoughts on clear. I'm obsessed. I call it the speedball. I layer my TSA, my clear, and I'm like,
1: boom. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And a lot of airlines and credit cards will give it to you for a discount. And also, it doesn't just work in airports. Now it's at Yankee Stadium at sporting facilities. So Clear is a must-have for me.
0: My God. Um, Brian, I could talk to you for hours, but then you'd have to send me a bill after. I'm running um, out of time with you. I do want to ask you. It's funny. I got a couple DMs about this because people know I'm like a... I'm just an ultimate shopper. I buy anything that's not nailed to the floor. And a lot of people have been writing me about luggage saying, you know, I'm trying to decide between Away and um, Monos, uh, this new brand, I guess, and Bees or Bies or something, B-I-E-S. Um, any of these new trendy luggage brands that you like, I have Away and or Paravel. I have a way and I feel like I never fit as much stuff as in it as I yeah. do in like a good old Samsonite or something.
1: Yeah. So so a way, I am not the biggest fan. I agree. They're kind of flimsy. I don't need chargers and bells and whistles. What I need is quality. Not to say they're bad mm-hmm. quality, but I mean right. I'm Remova through and through. Remoa, Remova. Um, and the the Remova Cabin Plus, yep. it is the biggest. You can fit a ton. Technically, it's like on the edge of what's legal. I've never had an issue with it. But that Remova Cabin Plus luggage, it's like indestructible. And I'm 6'7". So the cool thing about Remova is that the handles come up really high and they're super sturdy. They're expensive, but they're literally still 80% handmade. Um, so that's kind of my go to, my dad always told me cheap is expensive. So if you buy cheap luggage, the wheels are going to come off. It's going to hurt your back trying to pull it down the airport. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my take on, on the luggage, spend a little, but then have high quality.
0: Have you, do you have the trunk? I've been looking at the trunk from Ramoa, Ramova, and I just didn't know if it, if it holds as much as I need it to, because I need an outfit change.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the, the trunk's good. I, I, my checked bags, the, uh, I actually prefer the polycarbonate, like the plastic with the zip, you know, the clasps are gorgeous, but they're mm-hmm. a pain, especially when I pack my bag full, you've got to kind of line the edges. So the clasp Remova is like, it looks good, but it's not as functional. I love a big zipper polycarbonate. You can right. stretch that thing. Uh, and, you know, you can still beat them up. And people <laughs> are always like, but, but it gets scratched. I'm like, let your luggage get scratched. That's the point people like, you know, let it, I, I love a look of like that. That just means totally. you're well-traveled, you
0: know? Totally. It's like having a passport that's all banged up with a gabillion stickers on it. I think it's a cool look. Totally. Brian, I loved having you on. How can everybody um, follow you and, you know, get into your, your app, your ecosphere of all things points? Where can everybody find you and your company?
1: So the and if you're a beginner and this sounds so overwhelming, just go to our guides and we've got a whole great beginner's guide that'll bring you through all the fundamentals. Also make sure to download our free app, the points guy. And then for my personal travel. So the points guy on all social media, that's our brand account, but I'm at Brian Kelly uh, on Instagram. That's where I share all of my travels. You can go through all my pinned stories to see all of my crazy trips over the years, where I go. Um, And I try to answer as many DMs as possible. So uh, we've got a pretty good community there. So thanks for having me today. This has been so fun.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, Good luck with the upcoming parenthood. I know you're expecting a child soon. And so I appreciate you more um, more than you know. Your travel may have to slow down a little bit. I'm just predicting it.
1: I don't, it it might slow a little bit, but it's, it's, it's going to just change. I, I'm hopeful. My son's a a, a traveler. I think it's in his genes. We'll see.
0: Totally. Well, thank you, Brian. Safe travels. This podcast is a part of the upstarter podcast network. Podcasts are an amazing way for you guys to build and increase the value of your personal brand. So if you're looking to start a podcast, just like I did visit upstarterpods.com to get started today.